This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. One of the teams that we moved to the trade deadline, uh, and, and we'll talk about Kyrie in a bit, but one of the teams pegged as potential sellers at this trade deadline is the Utah Jazz. And we're hearing more of the Knicks' interest in some of their key players. We've talked a lot about Lee Beasley, but now another player has been added to those uh, conversations. So uh, Michael Scott of Hoops Hype reported that the Knicks and Jazz have had discussions about a deal that would send Obi Toppin and Evan Fournier to Utah in exchange for Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. Scott says the Jazz are seeking a first-round pick for each of their veterans. And he's not the only one reporting that. Uh, Jake Fisher is reporting that as well that apparently the Jazz see all their veterans on their team. They think they're all each worth at least one first-round pick. So in this trade, I guess the Knicks are trying to sell the Jazz that Toppin could be the equivalent of a first-round pick being sent to Utah. But right now in the negotiations, according to Scotto, the Knicks have been hesitant to attach a first-round pick to move off Fournier's contract. Because in this deal, the Knicks will have to get two, give up two first-round picks to get both Beasley and Vanderbilt. I mentioned that uh, Fisher said that, you know, as well, that both of these players are deemed to be first round values by the utah jazz he says there have been similar trade packages involving beasley and vanderbilt not just with the knicks but also with atlanta and portland so uh uh do you like the idea of a vanderbilt beasley package coming to uh, new york i think there's there it, it makes sense in, in a certain respect you know as i've kind of said over the last few weeks if i'm the knicks uh, unfortunately i think they're going to move Obi top and i think it's probably um it, at this point if you're not going to play if you you know even last night when, when the rest of the bench you know when fournier played 24 and uh, mcbride 23 ob still only played 13 minutes um you know with randall and the, the you know the, attached at the hip with um the, the head coach it's just hard to envision a role you know if, if randall's healthy and 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 thibodeau's in town i just it, how there's just not a, there's not an opportunity for obi to prove himself um and we're just not going to find out what player he is that only gets more complicated as we enter the offseason when obi's extension eligible how much is a is you, you, there's two questions there is obi Toppin worth uh you know a, a considerable 40 million dollar extension 50 million dollar extension maybe but you know does he have that type of upside to be a player to return value on the contract potentially but we don't really know but more importantly uh, you can't give that much money to a player that's going to average 12 minutes a night um 
Right. And and for, Randall's in the first year of a four year contract extension. You know, he's not going anywhere, um, assuming the Knicks are content. Um, and, 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 you know, so if and so if you're going to trade Toppin, you should trade him now. In the offseason, his value is going to decrease a little bit from where it is right now. If you wait until next February's deadline, then you're really in trouble because we saw, you know, the Wizards, for instance, traded Rui Hachimura, a guy who's averaged 14 points per game for his career in, you know, 20 minutes a night. Yeah. Um, certainly has produced more, you know, has more uh, production on his resume, far more than Obi Toppin. And the Wizards got, you know, three second rounders back. Um, if the if the Knicks uh, end up using the eighth overall selection on a National College Player of the Year and four years later have three second rounders, you know, to show for it, um, that's not a, that's not ideal asset management so again part of this whole thing is asset management you have an asset that has some value um so i expect them to shop top and uh, you know heavily um in the next three days um as far as this particular deal is concerned it makes sense because um vanderbilt's going to give you some defensive versatility um you know, a six nine forward uh, can guard the four, can guard the five a little bit, can guard the three a little bit. Um, you know, not, a, not certainly not an offensive stud. Averages six points for his career, um, but isn't inefficient. You know, fifty eight percent shooter, um, below average three pointer. You don't want him making, you know, taking or making too many threes. Sixty three percent free throw shooter. He's gonna get hit. You know, he's gonna make his bones on the defensive end. Um, you know, as a connector offensively. Um, and you know, he's there's value there. Um, for a player that's that's going to come off the bench for you and, and, and you know, as, as a role player. Uh, Beasley uh, is going to provide the Knicks with uh, offensive, you know, sharpshooting. Um, you know, basically a younger version of, uh, of uh, Evan Fournier um, on the season. Um, Beasley is shooting, uh, averaging 13.5 points and 3.1 made three pointers in 27 minutes a night, shooting 40% from the floor, which you don't love. Basically, league average 36% from downtown. Uh, he has one year left on his contract, set to make 16.5 million. Um, so if you're going to move those pieces, I, I think that, that that's the type of um, you know, players you're probably going to, you know, get in return. Um, some upside there, Beasley can get hot and give you 25 minutes, you know, won't shock if he gives you 25 points on, on any given night. Um, yeah. Vanderbilt's, Vanderbilt is a Tibbs type guy just in terms of his approach, energy, effort, mentality, defensive first guy. Um, to me, it all comes down to the, the draft capital attached. Um, even if it is a first round pick and or, a, you know, multiple first round picks, depending if they hold on to Obi. Um, if they get a player, if they trade for Vanderbilt, I assume Obi's gone because it, it makes no sense to keep right. Obi and, and, and have Vanderbilt. Um, to me, it all comes down again. It all comes down to the the draft capital, and if it's first round pick and or picks, it's all about protections. Um, we know that all first round picks are not created equal. Um, obviously, the Knicks shouldn't even be entertaining any of their unprotected first rounders in twenty twenty seven or twenty twenty nine or even twenty twenty five. If they want to give, if they want to include one of the, the the Wizards pick they have coming back, the Bucks pick they have coming back, um, that certainly makes more sense. I'm I'm willing to listen. Um, but it's important to note the Knicks were the Knicks and Jazz were on the one yard line on the Donovan Mitchell deal, which essentially broke down because the Knicks yeah. didn't. The Knicks wanted to um, have top five protections on one of the first round picks they were sending to Utah. Um, so you know, there's not a great vibe between Danny Ainge, Utah, and the Knicks. Um, we'll see if that has you know if that that ice has thawed a little bit. Um, but again, Ainge is notorious for for trying to extract as much as possible. Um, so I, my sense is that it will come down to those protections, and we'll see if either side budges. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to 
this deal that's proposed. I don't love it personally. It's not necessarily well. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest. I'm a, I've always been a big Obi Toppin fan. If you put me go to my head and say who's my favorite player on this team, it's probably Obi Toppin. Um, I understand this, the reality of the situation, his inability to get on the court because of the situation the Knicks have as a roster where you have uh, Randall as your star player and him playing at such a high level. So I understand that his days are seem to be numbered. With that being said, I don't really quite understand the concept of bringing Vanderbilt in if you're going to replace Obi Toppin with the guy because considering the way the Knicks play offensively, they're, they're, you know Obi Toppin has turned himself into a pretty decent shooter. So if you're going to put Vanderbilt in that position. Incredibly, Toppin has more three-pointers, 53-pointers, than two-point field goals this season, 49. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's that's a reflection on the Knicks coaching staff poorly, right. poorly using an, an incredibly athletic, dynamic player who averaged 20 points a game uh, for Dayton. But that's that's good here and there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the way they've used him. So if you're bringing in Vanderbilt, who's going to play the Obi Toppin role, I mean, if, if Vanderbilt's going to stand in the corner, he's not giving you anything offensively. Now, I, I like Vanderbilt in a vacuum. I, I like Vanderbilt. I, funny, I was at Summer League a couple of years ago. And I f- he might be playing with OKC. I forgot who he was. But I remember kind of watching him like, this kid Vanderbilt. I know he played at Kentucky. He didn't play a lot there. But really athletic, rangy, could defend. Like, I was very impressed with him. So I haven't been surprised that, you know, he's gotten now a lot of time playing in Minnesota, now playing in Utah. Like, I, I like I like him as a player. I just look at him on his team. Defensively, I see where he can add some, 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 some value. But as a five-man, he offers no rim protection. So I don't know if Tibbs is going to be willing to play small ball five with him. And then, you know, while he's a good defensive player, offensively, like I said, he can't really shoot. I mean, he's shooting 33% from three this year, but that's on very low volume. He's not typically a shooter. So I don't really feel like you need to take him back in this deal. Like, you're trying to get Beasley, I understand. But I I really wasn't interested in Vanderbilt for this team based on how the Knicks are constructing and how they play offensive basketball. Um, Beasley, I I understand, and I think that he's a guy the Knicks should be targeting. Uh, The first-round pick thing is going to be interesting because – um we still really you know it's so weird with the knicks is like we know their plan but we don't exactly know their plan so we know they value these picks because they feel like they can package them all to get a star so whenever i hear michael be uh, excuse me malik beasley you're saying okay you know will we attack the first round pick for him i'm like i mean does this hurt your chances of getting whatever future star you're trying to get i know you have a ton of first round picks but like I, if if this has any a chance of halting that i would not make the trade but if that's not the case, you tell me, okay, things have changed and maybe there isn't a star coming down the pike, then, I mean, definitely not any of those unprotected picks or any of your own picks. But if you want to give up again, the Milwaukee pick, one of those Detroit picks, whatever, I mean, at that point, maybe why not? But but I, I, that was the thing for me when I saw this was I understand Beasley, Vanderbilt. I understand because of, like, his, the type of player he is, like, again, the defense, things like that, he definitely would fit in. Which is in that regard, I just think he'd be used terribly on this team, just like Obi Toppin has been used terribly. So that was my my trouble with this trade. Yeah, I mean, I think Vanderbilt. The idea is you get a guy that doesn't need offense, and you know that's right. basically yeah. the way they're using Obi. You know, thirteen right. minutes a yeah. night. You know, if he gets a couple shots, great. You know, I think he took two had two field goal attempts. Vanderbilt, he's not going to stretch the floor, and you're not probably not going to put him in the corner. Um, maybe he stays in the dunker spot, but just basically stay out of the way. 
let our guys who we want to feed offensively get their shots up, you know, whether it's Randall, uh, whether it's Grimes or, you know, RJ or, or IQ or Brunson, who was ever playing, you know, uh, with, with that group. Um, and Vanderbilt would, would potentially be more content to be less of an offensive threat um, in, in, in that sense. Uh, so, but I, but I see what you're saying. If you, you know, right now um, you have Obi standing in the corner, um, basically, you know, trying to draw his defender out, out uh, away yeah. from the rim, whereas, the, you know, the, the, whoever's defending. Um, uh, Vanderbilt, you're letting him shoot. You're letting yeah. him shoot. You're, you know, you're, you're weak side helping all day. You're basically one foot right. in the paint, one foot outside. And, and if he takes a three, you're, you're happy with that offensive possession. Um, so, so that could be an issue. Um, so, yeah, it, it's certainly not an ideal marriage. Um, but in a sense, it, it could be um, it would make more sense to, for him to play that role than, than kind of misusing Obi. Um, so right. if, I'm, if I'm the Jazz or another team, I love the idea of getting Toppin in-house um, and finding oh, out yeah. what type of player he can be, um, because I, I think he's been badly mismanaged by, by New York since the minute he arrived. Um, so you basically get, I'd much rather have Obi than a, you know, than a, a top 10 protected pick or, you know, whatever the case might be. I just think there's a lot there of not only is he going to contribute down the road, but he's going to contribute uh, immediately. Um, I, I just think there's a ton of untapped potential right there and upside um, that I'd love to kind of uncover and, and roll the dice on. Yeah, it's funny because, like, when I think about it, like, of all the teams Obi Toppin could go to, I would n- not want to see Danny Ainge. Get the possibility of unlocking the player that we think will be topping to be. That would that would definitely not 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 be good news for for a lot of Nick fans. So we'll see what happens. An interesting trade uh, rumor, nonetheless. I think the fact that we keep hearing the Knicks attached to Beasley tells me that they're they're very interested. Now, will a deal happen? It may come down to that first round pick and whether or not they want to attach the Fournier. And I don't think I would do it, but again, I, they they do need scoring punch. So uh, unless if there's not another option anywhere else in terms of getting a guy who can come off the bench and shoot, I know they've looked at Steve Bay. Uh, you would think maybe Bay will probably also need – you probably have to attach a protective first for him too. So it uh, should be interesting, interesting to follow nonetheless when it comes to uh, the, the Knicks – trade situation with Beasley and some of these other guys. One last point on uh, Vanderbilt. Very team-friendly contracts, making $4.6 million yes. next season, one year left on his deal. So that's – anytime you get a rotation player making less than $5 million, that's great. And one other thing in terms of the whole uh, – you don't want to give up uh, first-round picks because you want that massive pick package that you can send off for a star. Um, again, I think – there is value there, especially a team-friendly contract on Vanderbilt, and even uh, Beasley at, at $65 million is not bad. If I'm a team that's trading Devin Booker or Carl Anthony Towns, whoever that next star is, just throwing names out, whoever that next star is that demands a trade, uh, if I'm Minnesota or Phoenix or whoever, I'd probably prefer Vanderbilt on a team-friendly contract. Even if you don't want the player immediately, you can flip him to another team for, uh, yeah. you know, you know, for another. So there, there is just because the Knicks. Uh, it's important to keep in mind over the next three days. Just because if the Knicks do package some of these picks. And, and again, they need to consolidate them in some way, shape, or form. If they do consolidate them for a player, that doesn't preclude them from including that player that they've now received for a star um, in July or August or next December, whatever it is. That is absolutely a fair point. It needs to be addressed. So thank you, for, of course, for putting that out there as well. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. 
And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 